Welcome. Oh, I need to get ready. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Miseducation Rigging Media Podcast. Uh, today, uh, my guest is, um, you know, it's funny as we were, well, first of all, this is Ryan Stroll. Secondly, as we were driving up here, um, I was saying that I was going to do a podcast with you. My mom was like, oh, or I was going to, I said, I'm going to do a podcast with Uncle Ryan. And she's like, you're going to also have to explain to people that he's not actually your uncle. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very cousin uncle situation. I right? think. Yeah, do yeah. you think that's like a white people thing, where <laughs> we we don't we don't know what everybody is? But also yeah. on my dad's side, I guess I have like a thousand tios, and I don't think any of them actually are are actually your tios. Um, I don't know. It's also an age thing too. Like I feel like I mean, not being anything but white, I wouldn't be able to answer. Yeah. Like, I feel like uh, I feel like the age difference is funny too, because like your mom and my mom are like generationally one off right like so technically technically you're right because your grandma is is yeah sister to my mom so like aren't we i think technically you and cousins you and my mom are cousins but i don't know what that makes me and you yeah but like you're also like only 10 years younger than me so or or actually i guess you're like what like a 42 27 15 so 15 years okay yeah so like i don't know it just feels like I mean, I watched you come up being young myself, yeah. so I wasn't like you're. I never like had wisdom to the part. Well, I feel like you. I mean, I was always told that you were my uncle because right. that was just easier to explain than whatever we just explained. Whatever that was. But <laughs> way too long. but you were always like the youngest of all of my uncle. Right. Well, I guess because on my dad's side, they're probably I don't know forty five. So oh, okay, yeah, they're way wiser. They're still now. well a few years. years more than <laughs> But um, I'm, I'm happy that we were able, we're coming up because of family stuff, um, but uh, I'm happy we were able to do an episode because I feel like a lot of the conversations that you, I have with you and my dad are kind of the reasons, a lot of the reasons of why I want to do a podcast in the first place, because oh, wow. I feel like you, so you became, you weren't a teacher in my earliest memories and you became a teacher Yeah, and I saw that unfold. Um, this is my 12th year teaching. So yeah. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, okay. I was 15. Yeah. So yeah. But, uh, same thing with my dad where he like is, well, for the longest time was an educator in, yeah. a, in a different setting, but like being able to have conversations that teachers have, you know, all yeah. the time. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we were doing like <laughs> most of today, like before dinner and stuff, we were having a bunch of conversations about like our classrooms. And in my head, I'm like, I don't want to tell him to stop talking about this, but also like, this is great. This is a podcast, and this is right. Yeah, why I wanted to talk to him. <laughs> well, and like these perspectives that we're sharing with each other all the time are like, why aren't more people doing this thing that we seem to think is really super obvious? Yeah. for us as as young as young teachers, I and mean, also call myself a young teacher, um, we 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 tend to come at it from a, with a different energy. Like we're like we're like relating to the kids in ways where we don't understand why older people are not doing the thing that we're doing, and it's yeah. easy for us, right? Um, but I, I don't know. It always makes me wonder if, like, when I get to be an older teacher, am I going to be a crabby guy that, like, looks like look back and is mm-hmm. like, screw these young teachers. Like, yeah, they, yeah. they got this natural thing that they don't know we don't have anymore, and I hate them for it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I hope that's not what happens later. We can have another podcast in 20 years and see <laughs> <laughs> the results oh, of I what's going on. This in 20 years. Like, oh, you guys do you're scrubs. You're yeah. about teaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, and it's interesting. So you also went to UCLA, and I feel like that was another way that yeah. when I was kind of younger yeah. and seeing that happen and, and connecting with it and then becoming a teacher. Um, and I feel, dare I say, maybe you're similar to me in the sense that you weren't the greatest student when oh, you totally. were. Oh, <laughs> totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know. You don't like I, – I was – so I've been recently diagnosed with ADD like this year. Uh, so I am now on um, – what is it? Uh, extended release uh, Adderall, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a totally new thing for me. Like since January, it's like a brand new thing in my life. And it's been interesting. I'm not sure where the journey is totally taking me here. Like as far as dosage, like I'm on a very like I told my doctor I, I wasn't like super interested in medicine at all. I just wanted to know like, yeah. how do you handle ADD and especially learning this late in my life and being teachers. We see this in our kids like yeah. all the time. And we're like, OK, like I was pretty convinced I was ADD. Um, so I think for us. I, going through UCLA, like I, I, I don't know how you did it. I failed a class every single quarter at UCLA that I was attending. Wow. 
and I had to go back. And that's also a privilege then too, because I was able to, I was able to like just scrub away a class every single quarter. And I was able to take UCLA. I, I didn't, if you actually total up all the quarters, I was there five years and three quarters. Wow. That's almost six years. To Wait, my five years and three quarters in years or like, cause that's kind of six years, right? Like, like my claim to fame is like, oh, it didn't take six. <laughs> <laughs> like there was like a couple summers and there was a fall and yeah. you know, I took breaks in between. Okay. But I took, I took, four, I took five full years at UCLA and then I took a break and then I finished over three, um, three, uh, three quarters. Yeah. So it took me, it took me, and then, and then, and then now looking back, I'm like, dude, I had ADD that whole time. Mm-hmm. And it was never, I never had any strategies for how to manage that. I just knew that I was super bored of everything that I ever read in school by like the third page. And, and I just thought it was my problem. Like, yeah. I'm just, maybe I'm just immature and I just don't know how to handle things. So I did manage to survive as, as we all do, but man, it always makes me wonder if I had been able to go back in time and like actually go to that, um, you know, office of students with disabilities and say like, Hey, can I get some notes? Cause like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing right now. And I'm, I'm, you know, scratching my head. I, it might've helped or maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. But, well, I feel like too, yeah. that's that. Cause you teach at a high school and I guess we can talk about the specifics of where yeah. you teach and all that. But, um, it, you, I feel like you teach professors. Cause I, I also being dipping my toe into like a collegiate setting and teaching there mm-hmm. i would never go up to a student and be like hey i think you have add like totally. at that point that's kind of not the professor's job to like i can only check imagine. you know it's yeah. really just to like give the information i mean yeah. i'm sure maybe some professors would but i i feel like i would never be able to do that yeah, maybe during office hours yeah yeah that's an office hours talk <laughs> yeah, is like totally maybe right. <laughs> um and even then it's like there's a lot of sto- uh, toes you have to be careful of stepping on and sure. but where i feel like as one of my middle school students i could much easier see a scenario in which I like bring a parent and be like, Hey, like, have you gotten him tested for any type of attention, attention issues or, totally. um, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you, um, cause I feel like, again, I, I said that maybe you weren't the best student because I feel like I was also not the best student. And I feel yeah. like we think about, uh, in our, all of our conversations today, a lot of the ways that we think about education is similar. Yeah. Um, I, it, it took me a lot of, not even really a lot, actually, a few really good teachers to make me go, oh, wait, school's cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody else before this just didn't get me. And then, you know, Mr. Lion gets me. So, like, yeah, this makes me want to learn because of the way that, like, I'm being taught. Do you feel like you had any type of moments like that? Or Dude, did it just... shout out to Mr. Verstig, my third grade teacher. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that man... I actually went back to visit him later in life. And he's, he's um, we were earlier, it's funny, off, off camera here we were talking about like would you attend a, a funeral of a teacher that you ever had? like totally mr versity mm-hmm. right? he read where the red fern grows to my class i remember crying like a baby you know <laughs> just on the carpet like oh my god the dogs are dead big damn <laughs> oh my god um but he he was the first person to see me and not judge me before him i had a whole slew of grade school teachers that were just like dude your desk goes over the, like literally they would move my desk and put it in the corner yeah um, and it's so funny. I'm not, it, it's like, as we're talking right now, I'm putting these pieces together and like, yeah, like this is like a total thing. Cause like I said, the diagnosis is new. So I haven't really like put all these pieces together mm-hmm. yet, but Mr. Verstig probably would have been the guy at the time, um, who would have had the authority to say, you know what, uh, Mrs. Stroll, your son maybe getting checked out. Yeah. Um, I don't know why he didn't or why no one did, <clears throat> but I also like, I'm 42. So maybe these things just weren't as like well-known back then, yeah. but yeah. Mr. Verstig had like a, a super like huge amount of patience for me. Um, I went back to visit him years later. I think I was like just out of high school. I was like just just at UCLA, like first second year, and I went to go I went to go back to Eater Elementary, and I saw him, and he had like he used to have these like long blonde locks, you know. He was like this like free spirited like surfer dude, and he had his hair like cropped up military military cut, <laughs> and I was like, hi, you know, like how's it going, you know? And he's like, you know what, Ryan, I've never had a normal Ryan since you. I was like, Thanks. your your name has <laughs> cursed in his mind. He's like, he's like, you know, I never like after your year, I never had a normal Ryan again. I was like, all right, man, cool. Like, yeah, you're me, like, like, thanks. <laughs> um, what a legacy. Yeah. And then you know, a host of other educators that just did things creatively differently. Mrs. Morehouse was awesome. My my, my freshman year teacher. Um, you know, just uh, one of those teachers who like I don't know if you've ever had this experience where you go back to talk to a teacher. And you're like, yeah, you probably don't remember me. But instead, they're like, yeah, Ricky Medina, who used to yeah, sit yeah. right here. And, blah, and you're like, and now as a teacher, you're like, man, like, especially getting like 300 heads a year, or 250 heads a year with students. You want to have that energy, but like, it's just not, it's just not there. Like, how, yeah. do you, how do you memorize these names? And like, she was just that teacher who like knew all of her kids. 
uh, names right off the top of her head and, and important details. And yeah. Like, um, just a heart of pure gold, like, um, what is it, Sheer Captain and stuff like that. Super spirit, super spirited. Um, she's awesome too. And Harry Gordon, her. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if they're married, but like they're, they're dating now. Uh, they weren't dating when I was in high school, but mm-hmm. like now they're, now they're seeing each other. And, um, Harry Gordon was another guy who just, I don't know. Anyway, these guys, these, he was very strict. And, uh, at the time it was like, I kind of hate you, Yeah. I think, but you're also pretty cool. I'm not sure why. Um, I don't, you know, I, uh, I'm not sure why I I'm fighting you so much on this, but you just seem so strict. And, and then in the hindsight, you're like, oh, he really taught me how to write. Yeah. Um, he was just a really talented teacher with high expectations. So, um, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of like an influential teacher, I think. Yeah. And it's scary to me to think that like you and I are that, that person now, like someone's going to be like, dude, Mr. Medina really, he set me straight. And you're like, me, like, you know, like, and it's, I think about it all the time. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like people are going to come back like years later. Oh man, Mr. Medina. It's like that. That trips me out. A little well, bit. it's funny because I, I, and I hope some some of my students actually do watch this. And oh, it, sure. It makes oh, me yeah. excited. Yeah. Uh, sure. But some of the, it, it cracks <laughs> me up because some of the eighth graders especially are like, they're just too cool for school and they have this like chip on their, they're like, ah, whatever, like all pretending they're not interested even though most of the time they are, but they're yeah. like too cool to show it. Yeah. And I remember one, I just started saying it all the time, but one day I was telling them like, you know you guys are going to miss me so much when you graduate. And you know, oh, like, and like years yeah. from now, you're going to come back and tell me how I changed your life and how I was the greatest <laughs> teacher you've ever had. And they're like, no, we're not. And I'm like, all right, we'll see. We'll see. And I'm just, I'm like, I only really need one student to do it to be like, I told you. Yeah. You get that kid to come back and they're, and, they're, and you've, you've now got the story to tell, right? Yeah. Because this is your, your third year teaching, right? Is there- well, this is my first full time. Is your first yeah. full time you're teaching? Well, and that's the, the God, weird dude, thing too, is because you're teaching. Um, well, now that's you're crazy. teaching history. I'm teaching English or, right or now, literature, but, but my class has um, a Mexican American studies focus, which does end up kind of being a history class. Yeah, you know, I'm and my kids. I teach. My name is Ryan Stroll, and I teach in Alted High School <laughs> in Napa, California, uh, called Valley Oak, and I teach uh, Mexican American English, uh, which is a Chicano Chicano literature or um, Latinx literature. Um, it changes, uh, but or Chicanx literature, but um, yeah, I've got you know that's the class I teach, and it does yeah, so it delves into history sometimes, but really it's just like I don't know, it's like reading these reading these stories, and then and then um, and, and then and then trying to pl- trying to place them at a place in time that makes sense for students, because like the last yeah. thing a kid cares about is like history ever, yeah, um, and then and then trying to like make that seem important or like try to understand contextually like why why something was important at a certain time, you know? yeah. Yeah, it's it. We were talking about this at, at dinner too, but um, in a in a dance setting, sometimes mm. it's just different because, like, like you were saying that I think this is your you said oh this is your third year. Like, it feels like I've been teaching for so long because I kind of have. Like, yeah. I, I started teaching. It's different, and I'm realizing that now. But I started teaching at um, I started teaching high school students at a studio when I was 18. Right, that's and right. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. then just slowly that started changing to like substitute teaching, and then being an adjunct professor, and then yeah. student teaching, and then you know, so it's like every setting is different. But that that's one thing that uh, my friend Sammy, who was on, I think maybe a couple episodes ago or before this one, um, we were talking about how like your credential program prepares you, but yeah. really, like I think what prepared me the most was substitute teaching. Because totally. you're like being yep. in front of students, yep. and you have to like be the adult in the room. Yep. 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 <laughs> and like you can read a lot of books and lesson plan and whatever, but then like if you have a scenario where like a kid is being a kid in front of you and you're yeah. not used to that, yeah, it's like sink or swim. I think. Well, and I, I think because I spent a year being a sub also mm-hmm. uh, because my credential program uh, ended in the spring, and so I ended up or ended yeah it was ended, it ended in the fall, and I had to teach I had to do something for the spring, so I was I was a sub for not like a full year, but like a, you know partial school year. What was interesting to me is like when you're a sub, you're stepping into different cultures. Yeah. Like these kids have spent a certain amount of time, and especially at the point in the school year where I was by spring, like they already have their their working culture figured out. And a definition I found really useful, I can't remember where I got this from. Culture is how groups of people solve problems. And so, um, and so you step into a classroom and you, and like there's instructions on the board, and you're like, okay, obviously I'm not an expert, even though I signed a paper saying I am. Mm-hmm in all these subjects <laughs> and so okay i'm here and i'm gonna do and, and like and you have to be immediately humanizing right you've got yeah. to you've got to be humanizing oh, yeah. with these kids because you're like look i'm just a, i'm just a guy and i'm yeah. gonna be I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make this the best day we can make it 
and they're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna mess with you, dude. And, and, yeah, and it's like I get that. So I mean, you, I, I had a lot of fun. I think being a sub for me was a lot of fun because um, I it just it was humbling. Yeah. You, oh you yeah. You have to humble yourself when you step into that role. If you walk in and you're like, I'm gonna rule you all right now, like they're gonna be like, no, nah, man, you're, there's like 20 of us and there's no. one of you. Um, so I, I and I have no problem with that. And I, I have a really small ego. Um, I, I don't mind. <laughs> Like your mom jokes have never bothered me. Yeah, I don't, like, you don't know my mom. Why? Are, like, why have you say like your mama joke? Like, why am I mad? I immediately like you don't even to say her name. If yeah, you want to offend me? Say yeah, mom right say my mom's, mom's full name. name. Like, you don't know my mom. Like, what do you? Why am I supposed to be automatically mad at that? So like the whole thing was step into like a substitute teaching role. These kids are like, we got you. I'm like, you got what? You don't yeah. even know me. Like, I'm just here to like do my job. Yeah. And then you start you start having fun with them and playing games and whatever and and like maybe even like teach them a thing or two if you happen to have the knowledge that you need. Um, I remember like a seventh grade class one time they were doing like the Pythagorean theorem or whatever. It was like, it was like the, 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 oh no, 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 no. Why, y equals MX plus B or slope over something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I like, I, I looked at it and I was like, this is vaguely familiar from like ages ago, but yeah. I cannot teach this today. And I had half an hour. I remember, I remember going in that book and like just studying like crazy, like and sweating, like I got to be able to teach this. And I ended up, I ended up doing the best I could and faking it. And I had my, I had my iPhone. So I was like looking up like, well, how do you actually use this? And I found out that like you use it to, uh, d- to determine the surface area on things like satellite, um, solar panels. And I was like telling the kids, this like looking at me like, who are you? They're like, like you're making this on? up, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> anyway, like, yeah, you're like, exactly. Like, do we trust you? I don't yeah. even know, but you're coming on so strong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But I just feel like that energy was was fun as a sub. Like you, you got to be humble. You got to come to the classroom hungry, and you got to be willing to just be who, whoever, whatever you are in front of the kids. And then also like let them know that you care where they're coming from too, yeah. right? And and so I don't know. I, I think it sets you up really well for to be a young teacher. I after a while I because I even now like when because our charter is so small and like we because we're not a full district we don't have as many substitute teachers as like LAUSD does so subs are like kind of challenging to get um for our classes so a lot of the times if they exhaust all sub options they'll start asking the other teachers to so like on your prep yeah my prep period which I I really don't mind like it's it's so rare and it's usually not my whole prep period that I'm like sure I'll just like hang out and get an extra hour you know um but my like go-to line when I have to sub for them uh, and what I kind of found it to be was look like your teacher left these instructions for me. Yeah. I obviously have no idea if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing or not. Cause yeah. I'm not in your class all the time. Yeah. However you do. So like, yeah, if you yeah. have this work, it's yeah. up to you. Do you really want to like put this off and like have this be hanging over your head about like being responsible with, you know, whatever. If you want to make that choice, it's your life. I can't, you can trick Mr. Ricky, fine. But, like, I would just do my work if I were you. And yeah. it's, I, I feel like most of the work? time, it kind of does work. Because <laughs> they're looking at me like, you're right, you know. And then if they're, like, goofing off, I don't even yell at them. like, hey, stop talking, do your work. I'm like, hey, do you think you're doing what you should be doing right now? Or are you just messing around? And they're yeah. like... You're right, you know, and yeah, I, I, I mind trick. It's yeah, like, it's do you think that you know what you're yeah. doing? Now? It's like, no, <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, but I, I, I think that those were my best teachers that they really like, um, put the learning, the, the responsibility and the ownership of learning on the student rather yeah. than like the yeah. teacher, yeah, because I, I really all growing up and it, it took until like late high school, I had teachers that were very much like this is what you need to do. Yeah, and I was yeah, always yeah. just like, why tell me whatever. And I ask yeah. all my questions and then be like, go outside. And I'm okay. And but I that, was the kid that would just builds, sit outside. So all that, day. that is an old school approach. Yeah. Right. And that builds passive. So like this thing that you've heard of passive learners and active mm-hmm. learners, right? Mm-hmm. So that builds passive learners. If you're like the guy who, and you step into those classrooms sometimes as a sub, anyone who's not a sub is like, this is a boring conversation, <laughs> but, but like it's the biggest tripper. Like you walk, I walked into a room one time at, um, what was it? Uh, uh, Edison High School in Southern California. I walked into a room one time and it was a science classroom. And these kids were like, they had to get their books from an, a, a cubby in the classroom in the corner. They all did it like eerily efficiently. Like, yeah. like I was like, I was waiting for, I was like, is the teacher here? Like, what is, <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, you know, and, and they were like, she doesn't let us talk. And when I was like, okay, what, what are you talking about? And it was like people under the stairs, like horror yeah. kind of stuff. I was like, is something crazy going to happen right now? And these kids are like, they said, 
No, they, they she said, Mr. Stroll, that if, if a person falls down dead on the floor, we're not supposed to react. And I was, I like, I didn't know how to react. I, like, I don't want to clown on this teacher because yeah. like, now I'm scared. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, like a, a few weeks later, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was studying a different classroom at Edison High School. This, this teacher walks in, this like short statured brunette, like curly hair. And I'll never, she walks up and she's like, I just want to thank you for subbing my class the other day. And I'm like, oh yeah, no problem. Who's your, like, what class are you? And she's like, I'm the science teacher over there. And I was like, and then I, like the pieces fell into place. And I was like, tell me about your plan. Like, we were afraid of you. Like, and she was like, she was really cool. She was actually not scary at all, but yeah. she was like, yeah, I'm like hella strict in the classroom. I'm like, wow, like, how yeah. does that work? And there's just all sorts of different personality types, I yeah. guess. But, um, for me, I've always thought that like the best way I'm not organized enough. I'm you know maybe the ADD thing or whatever. For me, I'm I have to be a human in front of my students, and I and I just like I said earlier when we we're off camera, is like I just say like, look, I need your help right now. Could, yeah. could, could Would you help me? And they and and that that triggering that and it's like you said like it triggers that personal responsibility and that realization of like oh like I need to be a partner right now. Yeah. Um, it's never worked for me to have this whole system of rules. And again, I teach at I teach at an all dead site, so my kids have been kicked out of a school. They're coming to me, and they're like, "I don't like school." And I'm like, "Dude, I hate school too." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, let's talk about that. Why does school suck so much? Like, what has ever happened to you? What is an educator? Oh, I love asking this question. What has an educator ever said to you that hurts you? Mm. And dang, like, and the things. I mean, I get chills right now. Like the things <laughs> that people say uh, to that question. You know, everybody has a story. Yeah. What, has an educator ever said anything yeah. that hurt you? Yeah. 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 Right. I feel like a lot. <laughs> oh, 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 that's even worse. That's even worse. It's yeah. like a one-time deal. Yeah. Like, no, actually, but, every Thursday. I mean, that's like that's kind of what made me want to be a teacher. Okay. I, for the longest time, too, before um, education was the, the number one thing in my mind, mm-hmm. I, w- I wanted to be uh, a cop. And I would tell my – that was actually before yeah. I got into schools. Yeah. I was like, I, I'm not going to get into college, so let me just go join the police academy. Okay. And – my dad was like, well, you know, what do you want to do, whatever. And I'm like, because I see a lot of stuff that bothers me. Yeah. So I want to be a person that does something. Yeah. And then when I started to go through dance and, and you know, education and getting used to it, I was like, oh, like, I'm a good teacher. And yeah. I think it would be an injustice for people to have to deal with bad teachers more. So, yeah. like, I think oh, I need to do like something that. about yeah. this. God, bad teachers suck. Uh, it's, yeah. It's so, it's, they do so much damage. And it's, yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, yeah, I, I don't know why that is that that happens, but um, a lot of the practice that I so at my school, um, what we're what we're working, so there's a lot of things. Man, I've been listening to your podcast, and like, there's a lot of like, <laughs> a lot of like ways to like jump off here, but like the circle, the yeah. cipher, yeah, right? yeah. So the cipher is like, I, like humanizing practice, like it's like you know, and so like, um, we we the whole class I teach is based on the Aztec calendar, right? And and so already we're telling students like, look, you're brown. Can I ahead. can Please, I ask yeah. too? Is that Please. was that because we were talking about this earlier too? And I'm I'm curious because mm. I make up ninety nine percent of my curriculum I make up. Mm. Yeah. So with your idea for the asset calendar was that your idea or oh, was no, that no, something no. you got no, from I'm somewhere? On the shoulders of some like amazing educators from the state of Arizona. Um, <laughs> there's a dude Jose Gonzalez that teaches at the University of Arizona. Um, Carlos um, Hagedorn in my own district. Uh, I'm standing on his shoulders too because he connected with those dudes in the first place. Cool. Um, Curtis Acosta, actually, it's called the Acosta Learning Partnership. But really, if you want to, if you want to like get sucked in, there's this um, amazing documentary called Precious Knowledge, mm-hmm. and it really documents how these gr- this group of educators in Arizona took brown students and they raised their grad rates from 50 percent to over 90%. It was something like 93%. Wow. And you know, in education, like the number one thing we talk about is this whole like opportunity gap or whatever it is, the, the learning gap. How do we breach, how do we broach the learning gap? We've got yeah. these brown kids that can't learn and they keep leaving school. And how do we, you know, so here's this group of educators that basically solves the holy grail of education and they get shut down by the state legislature. Arizona passed a law that basically what, what it said was it, 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 um, it outlawed the teaching of Mes- Mexican American studies in public schools and, and unless and if you taught uh, Mexican American studies or anything like it, they would withhold your funding, your public funding. So basically, Whoa. outlawed Mexican American studies. That um, decision by the Arizona legislature was eventually overturned by the Ninth Circuit Court in San Francisco, something like seven years later. Mm-hmm. And so this is all now like five years in the rearview, and they're still putting the pieces back together to try to get that program back. So yeah. I'm, those the whole curriculum from the Sunstone and the Aztec Sunstone. 
all that comes from this group of educators that basically um, found an oral history of what what was written on the Aztec sunstone and interpreted that into this like positive healing curriculum for 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 kids to look at mexican-american kids look at and say like look you belong here Mm -hmm. you don't identify with academia because academia is colonial academia it's the academia that's being like shoved down your throat um how about an oral history let's teach you like about the aztec gods Mm -hmm. let's teach you about um the aztec energies like the nahuiolin is what it's called and it's like the nahuiolin in my understanding is the four energies the four movimientos and it's basically like if you look at a picture of the of the Aztec calendar, you've got these like you've got this crazy head in the middle that people debate is that Moctezuma is it whatever, and then on the outside of his head are these four uh, rectangles, and those four rectangles are these four energies, and you can do the research on it and try to find out about it. And I have, and I've spent a lot of time on it, but basically it's like um, precious knowledge. It's it's these it's these four it's these four areas of like trying to trying to lead a positive life we all want to lead a positive life it doesn't yeah. matter like if you're trying to get rich or die die young or whatever you're trying to do you you want to have like a life where you like like you said earlier you're trying to impact people so precious knowledge um um reflection critical reflection asking yourself like how was i involved in a situation how could i have changed it to to do better so critical reflection precious knowledge and then um action which is the hummingbird um, and then, and then growth, uh, and, and then they're also like these, the, 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 there's, there are these Nahuatl names, Nahuatl, uh, which is the, which is the ancient language of Mexico pre-Spanish. Mm-hmm. So precious knowledge is, is the God Quetzalcoatl and, and you can, and there's like a whole rich history of like a King and a God and you know, background that, there. Um, and then, um, uh, Tesh Catlipoca is the smoking mirror. And, and there, again, you can look this guy up. He's, he's super awesome. Um, and then the hummingbird, Huitzilopochtli, is action. And then finally, Shipetotec, which is the jaguar and the shedding of the skin. And the Aztec priests, you know, wore like the skins of, of you know, these jaguars. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a really basic intro into all of it. But it's also in the form of a circle. Yeah. And so, um, and the name circle uh, is also a style of government. It's called Tlatocan. And Tlatocan is like, is like this form of government. It's like we all sit. It's like the Knights of the Round Table. We all mm-hmm. sit and we're all equal because we have an equal voice. The second I changed, I was telling you earlier, the second I changed my classroom into the shape of a circle about, I don't know, six years ago, everything changed. All of a sudden, like there were no side conversations anymore. You talked about in the cipher how sometimes you get side conversations. Mm-hmm. But even in the, just the, the shape of a circle, it's harder to have side conversations. It makes it like, awkward. Yeah, like yeah. you're <laughs> like, oh, I feel like I'm intruding on the group, right? And so I asked for one... I don't tell kids to be quiet anymore. I say, ask for one conversation. Can we have one conversation? Or I'll ask, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then they'll share the conversation with the group. Um, and that's a privilege because, I, I t- again, I teach alt-ed. So I think other English teachers who are like, I teach at a general ed high school and I've got 220 kids. And I'm sorry, but like, I don't have room in my classroom for a circle. And also, I, I can't stop teaching when I'm teaching to ask a yeah. student what they're talking about and like humanize like that. So to that person, um, you know, all I can say is I, I hope that, now that you're aware of this or whatever, like maybe there's a way to think about it. And yeah. Differently, yeah. You know, um, I don't have an answer and I wish, I wish us in public education did, but, um, anyway, so that's, that's like a rough outline. That's like a real good, um, description of what I do in my yeah. classroom. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, it's funny. Cause when you said the, the four energies I was praying, it isn't really relate necessarily, but, yeah. um, the, uh, in hip hop, we have the four elements of hip hop. Okay. So when you said, yeah, I was like, I yeah. was like, are you about to say exactly what, <laughs> what we talk about too? But it's different. The the four elements. Well, I don't know. It's it's. I'm sure you can maybe distill it down. But the four elements is the MC, the B boy and the B girl, the DJ and the graffiti artist. Okay. Um. And and a lot of times, uh, like th- there's a big thing right now that's going around, and I. Not saying I necessarily disagree with that. I just haven't really adopted it yet. But a lot of people are saying like now there's like the 16 elements or whatever, and those elements would include like the sneaker designer is one of them, or like oh. the spoken word poet is one of them. And to me, it's just like a different branch of the base thing. And I think like yeah. the base thing, if you even yeah. want to strip it down more, is like that the MC is the person who brings the energy of the cypher into uh words right and then the dj is the person who brings that energy into sounds or music and then the b-boy the b-girl they bring it into movement and then you know and then the other person brings it into like visual art and that can be again like i think 
we don't really have they still exist but we don't really have a lot of graffiti artists anymore like that right it's kind that of phase in in hip-hop yeah. has kind of ended okay. not not completely but it's not as popular as it was in like the 80s and the 90s um but having uh designers that now work for like hip-hop fashion is way more popular because of like how that has kind of taken off so um yeah it's it's uh it's i i I try to encourage that idea that like and and something that i I emphasize too that like the elements are not it's not rapping that's the element it's the mc the person that raps you know and then it's not breaking that's the element it's the b-boy or the b-girl the person that breaks you know so emphasizing that like people are really important in the cypher so so when you have a class in which people are goofing off or being silly i always try my my like buzzword that i try to say is is just respect the cypher because like yeah. you're not the only one in this space other people here matter like you know yeah um yeah it's important for them to uh and i think it sounds very similar to like see themselves as a part of like a community Big time. when they're learning yeah. I like because that take, that that immediately for me I'm hearing like personal responsibility, mm-hmm. common purpose, and I love the idea that you're interpreting the energy of the the room or the or the the whatever the purpose right whatever yeah. it is we're all engaged in right now. Like if you have a if you if you don't in fact if you don't fit into one of those four roles, like I can see you pushing out into these other categories. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like well I'm not I'm not a b boy, but you know I do I do um, I write poetry or I, like I'm an artist or whatever. You know I'm sure those are like there's ways to like include all that and i'm sure yeah. that all those ways are celebrated too yeah yeah you know yeah um, well and I, I tried to it's it's harder to get into this i think with because i think attention span is a lot so it's mm-hmm. it's learning how to package like like i i have personally come up with like a value system and i, I teach this with my college students more of like as a if i were to write a dissertation or like a a master's thesis or something this would be included in it but yeah. Um, like does hip hop have a value system and like what are those values and Mm. at its root I think people Mm. is is the most important thing in hip hop but like you have ideas of of like uh, well then like uh, you know things like community where it's like representing your community is important because like all these rappers it's kind of important to know that Kanye is from Chicago and like when they start a song they go shout outs to dj who so and so whoever's making this you know it's it's a there's an emphasis on like acknowledging the people yeah what do you call your like your elders right Mm -hmm. yeah like the ogs and all that stuff um yeah and but it's fun to like teach because i think all of those ideas are they're like big things to tackle and like all those those things that you're thinking are like pretty complex thoughts yeah but like packaging it in a way to where like a developing mind can take that information, like learn something to make them like a better human is just like, yeah, it's the it, best. <laughs> it, it's the, it's the best. It's, and it's like, I'm always, and you're always trying to think of ways like Einstein always said, if you can't explain something simply, then you don't understand it. Right. So it's like, okay, mm. well, do I really understand what's going on right now? Um, finding ways to just package it. Like you said, yeah. you know, um, and if, and if there's truth in it, the kids will hear you. They'll hear yeah. it. And, the, and, and, and then like when they hear it and they are like, raising their hand you got like immediately got to go to that energy and mm-hmm. like, oh like hey tell me more you know so i don't ever take the responsibility anymore i just introduce these concepts and and then there's also like pedagogy of the oppressed right so paulo mm-hmm. Freire and like un, like yeah. take, try to take apart systems and say like okay look are we blaming the individual right now and like in like an immature mindset or are we are we analyzing the system that produced that individual and, and like you know, trying to do a little better here, you know, we could like sit here and clown on, you know, Bobby Brown or like, or like maybe we could look at like how black men are treated and, or, or, or look mm-hmm, at his mm-hmm. upbringing and, and like, and like not, not like blanket, like how black men are treated, but like look at Bobby Brown's upbringing and talk about poverty or talk about, you know, what, I mean, I don't know, you know, I actually don't know Bobby Brown's background, but I'm just saying like in <laughs> yeah. general, like what, you know, if we, with the second we get to like clowning a person, like, you know, we like back it up a little bit and look at the system. So um, you introduce these concepts and then and then you just kind of like, you know, back up and, and see if they're interesting to the kids, like which yeah. ones they pick up and they start running with. And, and then we're, you know, and then we're running. You know? I, I do. Um, I, I always like to do a thing. I, one of the big things that I think really got me into like hip hop in general was I because um, I didn't really listen to hip hop growing up. Like yeah. when I mean, I didn't start listening to hip hop to like high school, really. But um I read a book by Jay-Z. I don't even, I can't, I wish I could remember how it got into my hands, but like I had Jay-Z's book yeah. and it was, uh, it was called Decoded. And in the book, Jay-Z went like 
in one of his albums, he went line by line of like every the story background story behind all the lyrics. And I was like, oh, like he didn't just say this because it rhymes. Like he actually everything was super intentional. And he would go into these stories about like why he would write this individual line. And I was like, oh, this is it made made me start listening to hip hop different. I was like, oh, I, I don't even think I've really been listening to hip hop as a like. A form of poetry like i was just yeah. listening to like boom bap boom boom boom, boom bap you know yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah, yeah. so i i do a thing now with kit with my kids where we'll listen to us and it changes every i used to do the same song but i'm just like hey, I'll, i i should be able to do it with every song but like listen to any song i'll play like one line from it and then i'll pause it and i'll go what did that guy just say and almost yeah. always they're like yeah. i don't know and they have to yeah. listen to like four times before they're like oh he said this yeah. this you know and I remember I was explaining that to, to my mom and my mom was like, you might want to be careful about teaching kids to listen to hip hop music critically. And I'm like, no, you should like from the windows of the wall. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like because they're listening to this stuff on the radio and they're repeating it. And like, yeah. it, it's not like, oh, now they're going to start liking hip hop. No, they already like it. Yeah. It's just they don't yeah, know they're what they're listening to. to. So yeah. if, if you want to, you know, yeah, it, it's just important that they there's some type of like thought process going on you and know connectivity like there the, this is not I, I don't know like um it's it's not happening in a vacuum this is there's a there's a deeper purpose and a meaning like um story of oj right you know i, I played that for my kids you know speaking about mm-hmm. jay-z right I, was, I played that for my kids um uh this year at some point in their school year and um first of all n-word popped up and everybody was like dude are we really listening to this song I'm like yeah okay like go with it for a second yeah, yeah. Not, you're not, you know i'm not you know we're like just for a second and then like talking about generational um you know wealth and and the impact that it has on you know and then looking at like how much how much a black household is worth versus a white household in america and then and talking about those connections to me like that 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 takes the all the elements like you, it's kind of interesting and now i'm thinking about the cypher thing like that would be you know the the mc right or whoever's writing the lyrics mm-hmm. yeah. you know and then and then and then there's like there's also a video that goes with it and the video would be like really your, your artist, your, your graffiti artist or whatever. But it's just, it's just, and then, and then even that is steeped in history too, because he's got these like blackface, you know, mm-hmm. um, guys, you know, you know, walk and, and then, and then talking about OJ and everybody's like super, dude, you want to get people interested in something kids right now. Talk about the story of OJ. Like kids, kids are interested in OJ Simpson. Like what, what, what happened? It was a car chase. He was you know innocent. <laughs> I love going over this, like what I consider recent history yeah. and realizing that I am now a historical person. Like I'm, I'm someone <laughs> who is, was born before the internet. We are, we are people who were born before the internet. Yeah. Um, and, and that, by the way, I think that's going to be like for us, like a really important torch to hand off to yeah. our students is like to try to understand like. You know, we, we didn't always have this technology around us. You know, we made connections differently. It's not it's not, it's not bad. It's not good. It's just differently. Um, and so maybe like be aware that it does feel good to like you know um, be off of that technology and make a, and, and go outside your comfort zone. You know, I believe in pushing kids outside their comfort zone. Like, yeah, big time. Like, yeah, can't play it safe all the time. I um I don't I can't remember why, but a couple days ago I was at a dance camp and the kid was asking something. It was on our break and she was asking something about Google. Yeah, and I said, you know, before Google, we had these things called encyclopedias. Oh man, where like it would be yeah. a book that yeah. was the letter B, and if you <laughs> wanted to look up like balloons and you wanted details about it, you'd have to go look, look it, it up. up. And yeah. she was so confused. It took like yeah. a five minute period of me explaining it, and she's like, I don't understand. But why? <laughs> I was like, like why? Yeah, because you yeah. couldn't find out information. I don't know if that information. Like, I don't even know how to like. How is that gonna help? Like, how is she gonna compartmentalize that? In, like, like, more, you know, in her own head, like, oh, there were like encyclopedias. So it, basically, before you all were stupid. Like, yeah, exactly. like, like, yeah, we were just dumb. Like, we didn't. Have we, we were just making our way through it, yeah. <laughs> How do you like um I, I guess in in teaching now, what do you think is cuz uh, you teaching at, at an all ted school and I think I I'm teaching in South Central LA. Mm-hmm. Idea of behavioral management comes up to me a lot and that wasn't really something I I think I was prepared for and I've yeah. I, I've had to go through a lot of like learning curves and and trying to figure out and finagle um, and that I think was my thing was behavioral management. But do you yeah. think that there was something, what was the thing that when you started teaching, you were like, Oh, like this, I thought this was going to be one way, but like it was way harder than you thought or different than you thought, I suppose. I think one of the best pieces of advice that I ever heard was a, a 
educator by the doc, name of Dr. Reed Joyce, and I'm, I'm forgetting her last name, but she was in the Pittsburgh School District, and, her, and she I think she had her doctor. It was Reed, her name was we go she, we called her Joy, but her name was Reed Joyce something. Um, that's a terrible way of remembering this person. <laughs> she said uh, everything changed for her when she stopped teaching to a wall of humanity and started teaching individuals. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that's what happens with a lot. It's a trap for young teachers. Is is uh, you know you see you don't see the individuals looking at you. You see um, a kind of a, a suffocating presence. You know of, yeah. of like of like pressure. Um, and the like early on in my teaching career, um, there were some kids making a doing a project where they had to go up and recite a poem in the front of the class and one one kid walked up and all of his homies uh started chanting um i don't know this is a bad word it starts with go f, for it go for it f, and it's like <laughs> you know yeah yeah you know, and they were like faggot, faggot. and they were and they were saying it and, and like and I, I for a second i was like are they really saying what i think they're saying and, I, and as i and as it got louder i was like i was like whoa like and i slapped my desk and I'm not proud of this behavior. My response was like really visceral and emotional. I was like pissed. I was like, dude, you can't, you cannot say that like that way in this classroom. How just how 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 awful for so many different reasons, right? Um, reasons that were not important to any of those students at mm-hmm. that point, right? Um, but for me, I wasn't I wasn't processing it that way. I was just thinking like, this is terrible. It's out of control, and I'm gonna get emotional and angry right now. Yeah. Turn into a big bear. Um, and I've, I actually have made that mistake multiple times in my teaching career. Um, and, and before I was a teacher, like I had a summer camp, my first, my first ever experience teaching in a summer camp, um, or being a, t- a camp counselor, I was an a-hole like all <laughs> week. I, I like had a whistle and I was blowing it. And I remember just like thinking that I was the military, like inst- drill instructor. And I don't remember anything specifically bad I did, but I just remember like, I, I don't know. I just remember like being like really strict. Like, you know, I said, jump, you do, you know, what you know, and I, I, just, I don't know. And, um, and looking back, I'm like, God, those poor kids, you know, like they got this real a-hole teacher who just thought that he was, you know, all that. Um, I think for me, what's changed is, is, and tell me for you, true or false, right? Like, you know, you have no patience for a student and then you learn their background mm-hmm. and your heart opens up, right? Once you learn their context, you're like, oh, you know, this kid, Don, oh, I don't, oh anyway, whatever, this kid, Don, <laughs> Was in the computer lab one day when we used to have computer labs. I don't even know if we have those anymore. It was my big early in my teaching career experience. I walked by his desk and his computer has a pencil sticking in it. Like the monitor is like, and I'm like, dude, Donald. Oh, in the monitor? In the monitor. He like took a pencil and showed it. And I'm like, Donald, like, what did you do, man? And he's like, I didn't do it. Wow. And I'm like, Donald. You know, and I, and I was like, dude, there's a camera right there. Like, it's recording. Like, you know, and I was so pissed. And, um. I was like, dude, we're going to play that back and like, we're going to just find, see you on that. And, I, and Donald had, there were other issues with Donald all year and whatever. I still remember his face. I'm not going to say his last name because I, <laughs> I went into the dean's office. Um, brilliant dude by the name of Phil Webb uh, used to play football, I think for the Detroit Lions. Cool. Six foot, like seven, year, seven dude. He's like, yeah, well, the thing with Donald is, um, you know, that, that his mom gets beaten every night. And I'm like, you know, I'm getting chills right now. And, like, I just melted, you know? Because, like, here I am positioned against this student, right? Yeah. Like, just, oh, what the hell? You know? And immediately, like, your heart just is an infinite amount of love, right? Like, yeah. an infinite amount of compassion and understanding. And, like, dude, like, he's dealing with things. And, like, of course he put a pencil, you know? Yeah. That, how, that, has, <laughs> happened, that has had to happen to me a hundred times before I finally have started to learn this lesson. And even now, it's a lesson that is so important. I just got to relearn it every single time, right? Yeah. It's, like, it's, just, it's just, like, it's so humbling that that there are a million things going on in the backgrounds um, in, in all these students' lives that don't make sense to me until until I know. And so it's, it's so hard to just withhold judgment. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. It's like just, and I don't, I teach high school for a reason strategically. I like to talk to people who are able to, 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 to adults. I like to talk to kids who I can reason with and like talk to them outside and try to figure out what's going on with them personally. Did you eat breakfast? Like, what, what, you know, man, you were so mad this morning. You came in, you were pissed. Like, you want to talk about it? You know, what happened, man? Like, you know, man, you know. Um, that was, I think, the, probably the hardest thing is just is just learning how to humanize and learning how to back up a second and just try to understand the context because the kids, kids make sense. Yeah. You know, even, you know, kids make sense and, and like they've been given a delta, they've been delta hand cards every single day of their lives, and you don't know what the hand is every day, and so like, you got to figure out the hand, like what's yeah. going on with you, you know, and I, I, you know, I just I think that I think it's important for all educators, uh, especially like you know maybe older folks who have maybe like made a decision somewhere along the way that like this is too much and I give up to like hold hold up a second and like be be human like try to yeah. try to try to maintain that humanity 
Um, and so that, that's what I try to hang on to, at least with my students, you know. Um, I, I like that not teaching to all of humanity. Yeah, isn't that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a huge it's, thing. It's me. so, I think it's, it's often, it sounds like so cliche and basic, but like a lot of the times when you get into those scenarios, it, you're not, your brain is not telling you this, but it ends up being more about you than the student. And totally. like, there's been so many times where a student has like not, for example, I had this, this kid who was in my class who just hated dance and he was my project the whole year. Cause I was like, I'm going to get you to like dance, you know? Right. And then at the end of the year, I was like, he still hates dance. And it took me like forever to, to be okay with the idea that like, he doesn't have to love dance you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I i wanted it to be this movie moment where he was like i do like dance mister yeah, but dances, like yeah. it's it didn't happen and for a, a lot of there's just a lot of maybe not like as a whole but like there were a lot of times where like i was doing things and in my head i was like i bet you this is gonna make him like dance yeah. and like yeah, yeah, yeah. why was i doing that for myself to like try to get that feeling you know that's because for him point. i there were plenty of other things that we could have connected on and i could have taught him the lessons that i needed to teach him yeah yeah without using dance um and, and we got there eventually but there was i was just like there's so much wasted time where i was like trying to because i love dance so much i wanted him yeah. to love dance and i'm like that's not how people work so yeah. <laughs> it's okay yeah. who knows where he's coming from right yeah, yeah absolutely and and that that story that you just told i have an almost exact word for word where the, a kid was the first three weeks of school was just acting terrible and then one teacher told me a thing and i was like oh, okay yeah. and then by the end of the year he's like my favorite student and He'll come up to me saying like, yeah. "I'm your favorite, right?" And I'm like, ah, you're like, "I can't say it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're you like, see it in my eyes, "You know." Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. I feel like that is what it's like to teach like a parent. Hmm. You because know, because because the difference between students and, and and your own kids are like you know your own kids' history. Yeah. You know, and so you oh, parent them. You parent them. You know, like it means sometimes you parent rough. Sometimes you have more patience than you than you probably sh- you know should or whatever. Like you know, but like that that's you know and so i and so being a and you'll experience this at some point for, for sure right because you'll be an amazing dad one day like an incredible dad right you know, <laughs> um you, you know the, the, like i see my daughter and i see all of her like insecurities and i see all of her like zaniness and goofiness or whatever and then like i push her and so mm. with my students it's like it's like to push them you do have to love them you know? yeah and so and so I, I, you know I, it's all good i mean it's I, i'm I think it's a, an emerging understanding. I, I can't wait to see how this conversation changes, though, once my daughter becomes a teenager. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, it's so hard to teach teenagers. You're like, no, kids need to be slapped in the yeah. face. <laughs> no boys in the house. Firm hand. Firm hand. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's going to be a challenge. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I, I love, too, that you, you said that you're, you still view yourself as, like, a young teacher. Because I, mm. it's, it's starting to, because I've been teaching for, I feel like I've been teaching since I was 21, even though yeah. I'm 27 now. And I only... You've been teaching since you're, since you're 18? Or yeah. Even, even before that? Yeah. But having this experience of teaching, I, I don't like it when there's this, like, I don't know, this stereotype of, like, young teachers are all young and passionate and dumb, and then the old teachers are all grumpy and, like, solid mm-hmm. in there. Have you seen the show Abbott Elementary? No. You'd love it, first of all. Every right. every educator should go watch Elementary. <laughs> it's on Hulu. But there's there's it's if the first episode there's the stereotypical young teacher where they're all excited and they're just like, We can do this attitude and then there's a stereotypical teacher who's been there for forty years who's like, Children, sit down and they all just listen, you know? Yeah, right. And I I I don't know. I again, I I can't wait to see this years from now because, like, to me, you're 15 years down the road from me, but you still have like the passion and like the care and the love that I feel like all of the young teachers are like known for. Yeah. And then all those older teachers are like, oh, I don't have time. So I don't know. I genuinely don't know, and I can't wait to to see you know, 20 to 30 years from now. Like, is that a thing that goes away, or is it a thing that people either have when they start or they don't? And yeah. You know, we were talking about before, like, the the plague of bad teachers and, like, how dangerous that is. But, like, yeah. I remember, I'll never forget, I was just telling my friend Sammy, who, was, again, was on another episode, that there was a, a class 
we took together for our credentials. And again, she's a dance teacher too. So we've been in front of kids at least. And we've been teaching kids for a long time. And one of the, we were talking about one of those, comp, those lessons of palafrate, you know, whatever the, yeah. the, these in-depth complex things. And then this girl <laughs> raised her hand and she goes, how do you like, um, like motivate students? And we both went like this at the same time. Like, that was the vaguest question that you could ever ask. Like, I know why she was asking it, but it's like, it, it to me, I was like, you've never been in front of kids before. And like, yeah. now I'm scared that you're in front of kids. Cause like, if you're asking that question, we got a lot of other stuff to talk about, like other than what we're doing now, which is lesson planning and scaffolding and yeah. stuff, you know? Um, but there, again, that, I don't know. I mean, that's interesting. I'm so now in my head's in like, how do you motivate students? I'm like, God, I don't know. You know, that's that's interesting. If but somebody that, asked me that, I'd be like, damn. Like, that's, you can't that's, give that's, an answer to that. Me. Like, I don't know. How yeah. do you motivate? You know, you get to know them, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. There's, yeah. but that's the thing. I, yeah. I think I've I've never had to ask that question because right. every time I've been in front of a student, I've been either been able to motivate them or I've struggled and went for help or whatever yeah. it may be. There's, I've never viewed it oh, as a black and white like yeah is I mean, this like, kid I, motivated or i think not? i think like we were talking about earlier off camera about like how you, you sometimes like kind of have to just take your l you know oh yeah i just it's so funny i just ran into a kid today at bedlam i was i was you know we have this family thing going on but by the way my mom's sewing yeah we're so family all right. my mom is a lifetime sewer and, you know so she sews for a living that's why you see this like stuff behind us here or we're, we're also just really cute that's why we we're got also it. super cute <laughs> um she uh uh, I just saw this. I was at Bedbo grabbing some wine, you know, to, you know, for dinner, and uh, there's Kevin, like this kid Kevin, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, and that's a kid I took a total L on, right? Like this is like, you know, I tried everything to try to get him motivated. He's a sweet kid, but like this was like, he would just stare at the screen sometimes, and it was like I remember walking up one time and there was like a blue screen on his computer. He was just staring at it. And I was like, Kevin, you know, like, 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 you know, are you there? You know, oh, sorry, Mr. Stroll, what's up? And I'm like, are you, are you high, bro? Like, what's in there? He's like, no, you know, and I believe him. I don't think he was high. I just what's going on in your head, dude? Like really smart kid. I don't know. Like I never, I never motivated Kevin. I don't know. I don't know if I, mm. if I, you know, and like, you know, you kind of hope that you're planting. The thing we always say is we're planting seeds. Yeah. I, on my, at my site, we say that all the time. You know, you just be a good person around kids. You show them you're invested. You show them you love them. Um, you show them you care and that you caught, you know, and then you want to see them succeed. And then, and then you really can't do it for them. And I think maybe that's what that, that's the spirit of that. I think that's the spirit of that question. Hmm. How do you motivate students? Like you, you, you they're going to motivate themselves. Yeah. You, you do your, you do your thing in front of them and you, and you do all your due diligence, which includes getting to know them. And at the end of the day, like, you know, sometimes kids are just not positions. We're being visited by my dog. Yeah. Dog um, incoming on the set. Dog. Well, now we got to show my dog. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I was going to say, sometimes people are just not positioned to learn. You know, what do you think, Sadie? This is my 12-year-old poodle, Sadie, who's making a cameo here. She's very, very uh, interested in education topics. I'm wondering if somebody let her in or if she just opened the door herself. I think somebody let her in. Both Maybe she are was, like, causing trouble upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, all right, you got to go to the basement with the boys. Yeah, I I, um, the, I think the, the biggest, one of my favorite moments and definitely the hardest moment. Well, I told you about that the, at, at dinner. The Yeah. There was a, long story short, there was a kid who was basically saying that dance is pointless, this is a waste of time, mm. dance is stupid, why are we Daggers. taking this class? And of yeah. course, as a dancer, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, you know? <laughs> and I got super mad at the student, and it worked out, whatever. But the the most important lesson that I learned from it was when I got mad at the student, I marched to our, our dean's office, and I was like, I, I was you could t I was heated. And yeah. she it was right after I, I sent him away, I went yeah. straight to her office. And I was like, we got to talk to his parents. We need to have a meeting, whatever. And yeah. and she was like, take a deep breath. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to fix the problem. She said dance doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just want to fix the problem and I want to get through. And she was like, we can't do this today. Right. And I and at the moment, I was like, I hate you. And I was like, I she knows what she's doing. I trust her. So right. fine, we'll do this another day, you know. Right. And then when we did handle it in a very organized um restorative way yeah i was it, it worked great and then till the end of the year he ended up being a lead like it was just a total turnaround story and yeah. i was like oh i needed help and i needed to know to ask for help and yeah. if i kept yeah. trying to handle it by myself i would have continued to fail and i would continue yeah. to get mad yeah. which is what that what happened and then asking for help was you know i 
you're telling me I can't solve every problem with every student? Yeah, Whoa. Yeah. Like I, I had to get somebody else to take a look and be like, I think this is what we should. So, yeah. But, yeah. No, but, but good on your, good on your admin. Like, I think, Oh yeah. I'm gonna, no. I'm going to steal that line. If I ever get an admin one day, I was like, we're not going to be able to handle this today. Yeah. Cause that's yeah. like, it's such a like, <sighs> yeah. Like, all right, I'm gonna sit on this for a minute and like immediately puts you into a reflective mindset. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well, okay. well, and it was funny too because I I think I I think I was still mad the next day and yeah. in the meeting yeah. and and it's yeah you're in real time I was processing I was processing how mad I was like in front of the kid and I was embarrassed because I was like I can't believe I'm this mad in front of a kid he's he's yeah. a kid and he yeah. got under my skin and yeah. I was like and that made me think like oh I'm a bad teacher because I let this. 12 year old get under my skin and then when she was helping i was like i lost this time but I, I, this doesn't have to ha- have to happen again you i know? think it's so important I can fix though, it next like just, time. it's a mr rogers moment for <laughs> a student to see you process that emotion real time yeah so and and that was the cool thing is is yeah. at one point in the meeting she had to leave to go handle something else so it was just us two in the room <laughs> which i'm like this so was awkward. obviously on so purpose but it. you know but it was me and him again, like coming at it from a human point of view, and and me me saying sorry was is so important to a twelve year old. Oh yeah, because like Huge. as this person who's you know a, an authority figure to say, hey, I messed up, my bad, you know, yeah. is I think a good example for a kid. So yeah, it was. Uh, we we still learn, I suppose. I think if you lead with your heart, you, you end up going to the right place, no matter what. Uh, um, and I, and I and I. I follow that advice through the legal minefield of our profession, you know, where like you can't be alone with a female student or, you know, you can't um, say anything about race. Like I, I called, I called one of my, I told one of my kids that he was like white privilege and man, I thought I wasn't, I thought, I thought I was, I thought I was done. Mm-hmm. I thought I was, he got up and he's like not a kid who's not connected. Like he had like connections in the district and he like knew certain people and he like got up and he would start screaming at me and left the class. And I was like, oh, there goes my job. Like, there goes my job. He was interrupting my brown students to, tell, to, to make his point. And I don't remember what the point was now. But he was like, he kept like interrupting him, interrupting him. And I was like, dude, do you even know what privilege means? Like privilege means you go first. Yeah. And what do you think you're doing right now? And he was like, you can't say that to me. You know, and he like got up and left. Anyway, we went, out, we went outside and I was just like, look, man, this is something I've dealt with in my life too. Like it was hard for me to hear from my like very patient brown friends. Like you're privileged, bro. And, uh, and I fought it just like you're fighting it right now, dude. And it's like, you, you want to believe that you're a good person. You're doing anything right. But like, you're like, here's the thing you're, you're going to learn about yourself that you're going to hate learning is that you, you have white privilege, dude. Yeah. And he's like, why do I love you so much? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, because I love you too. You know? And we like, hugged it out. Dude. We like, and it's like, oh, thank God. I'm not, he, I thought he was going to go to Maria, boss. I thought it was done, you know, but you know, it's like, I just feel like, you know, yeah, like you know, there's this like there's this thing where you're like you're put in a you're put and I guess I shun this I I shed this this skin a long time ago of like pretending I know everything about everything I I I like I know nothing about anything um, I know how to write and I can help kids try to get that way and develop a little confidence but like I'm not gonna pretend that I know a lot about everything or or you know and so like I think that that the ability to like raise your hand and say I don't know especially teachers are horrible at this like we, mm-hmm. we get in the, we get in a room and there's this thing where we act like we're the smartest person in the room dude and it's like if you, just, <laughs> if you just make it i mean you're young you know so i don't know like I, you know i'm young too it's like i just i just started i just started saying like i don't know like excuse me i'm sorry could you repeat that like mm-hmm. what, what why are we doing this again like and, and now it's a thing where everybody's like okay you gotta explain it to ryan twice yeah <laughs> and, I, and now i have that and it's a it's a thing for me but like i i'm very comfortable with it because at least it means that people are gonna have to like dumb things down a little bit yeah. for me. Um, you know, just, just so I can, just so I can be on the same page. Cause I think a lot of people move too fast and pretend like they understand when they don't. And so anyway, I model that for my kids and I, you know, and, and I think if you lead, if you lead that way and, and model your internal monologue, um, you know, that, that it's helpful for students. And then it's also helpful for you cause you can yeah. process shit real, sorry, stuff real time. So good. You guys cuss on the, you, you don't cuss at all. We, right? I have the option to choose if I want to make the episode explicit or not. Oh, okay. Well, so. it was a tiny S word, and I apologize. So maybe, it's like, okay. Be cool it, it doesn't, I don't care. <laughs> um, I also cuss in my class. I, I, like, confession yeah. time. Like, <laughs> and my, my kids, my kid, and, and the reason why is because, like, I was at a conference one time where we were all doing that teacher thing where we pretend like we're the smartest people in the room, and this one educator from Arizona, I'm sorry, from, uh, from, U, um, from Colorado, was talking about how to, how to, um, how to help students 
to understand the systems of power in their community. Like, and it was a hella interesting. Like, they were talking about like we're going to take them in front of the city council and how the decisions get made and how the laws get passed. And I was like super into it. And then she dropped an f bomb, uh-huh. and all of us were just like. <laughs> and, I, and me too I was like looking around like oh my god is she have to get off stage is she like, you know, what's gonna happen next and she and she apologized she said, oh I'm sorry y'all I, I, I'm sorry I got comfortable mm-hmm. and all of us were like you know like, and, and, and it was funny because <laughs> then the rest of the conference for the next like two days like everybody started cussing mm-hmm. like it was just like it was like yeah, the, the gates the box is open and, just... and it's funny because then the thinking started it's like it's like yeah. i don't want to encourage my students to use bad language um, but at the same time like i want them to use language and have thought behind it so i don't know like you know if you're gonna cuss like you know if, did you make a point mm-hmm. you know was it was it was it rude or was it you know was it there was an ill intended where you trying to commit violence on a person because we just don't tolerate that but that's not hard yeah right? we don't no one wants to hurt anyone right do we you know so I, like, no okay i um i cussed one time uh, to memory i might have slipped it, yeah, it, a little it bit yeah. a little bit but yeah uh one time so i co-teach a class with um she's like the most senior teacher at our school like super <laughs> She's amazing. Um, and is this person you cussed in front of? No. Well, oh. that, this is the this is where it gets funny. So she's uh, but she she's that like when oops when okay. I talked about the the stereotype of um the Abbott Elementary where she just has an iron fist over the class. That's her, and yeah. she she's she's the bomb. Um, and she had to step out for something. So I was pres- uh, we it was on International Women's Heritage Month. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we were doing a. I forget what we were doing, but something came up about Malala, and I oh, yeah. I love Malala, like totally. she's so cool and education and Incredible everything. Yeah. Um, so she like because she was out and I was just killing time in front of the kids. I was like, I actually want to show you guys a couple of other things, and I was like bringing up extra information and videos about her, and I it was the sixth graders, and they're just these little tiny angels, and I go guys, and I pause it, and I go guys, excuse my language, but how badass is this lady? And the kids like, Whoa! and they just freaked out. You reached them all. I know, but it but it was dead silent, and they heard me say that, and I was like, she's standing up for people's right to learn. Like, how cool is? And I was like, really like nailing it in, and it was hilarious because the kids when they when Miss Tracy came back, the kids were like, Mr. Ricky set. And they like, were instantly ratting me out. And I was like, I was like, I don't care. Like I, I I was owning it and stuff and I was like, I don't care. And then she was like, she whispered to me, she's like, what's going on? And I was like, I said that Malala was badass. And she goes, she was badass. And I'm like, no, none of the kids heard her. And I was like, I was like, no, the kids, the kids didn't hear her. They just, for the for like a a couple of weeks, the kids were like, like they were out at lunch and they were looking at the principal. They're like, hey, tell Miss Wilson what you, what you said in class. And I was like, all right, guys. All right. Junior high. But it was the biggest deal. It's like. Wow. Yeah. Like right over the head, like right over the head. By the way, what do you remember about Malala? Yeah, I, like, I know. I'm like, oh, you missed cool, my right? point. She's cool. I think she's cool, right? Uh, it's hilarious. Um, we've been, how long have we been doing this for a long time? And we have family upstairs. We do. Um, we have family upstairs. <laughs> we can talk about this for a I, I feel like I, I'm excited. Again, as I said in the beginning, I'm excited to do this with you because yeah. I, um, well, I feel like also I, I guess Chris was in the education field, but like I didn't, when I think of the people that were educators in my life that I was like family or like close to friends or whatever. Yeah. Um, you were kind of like on the short list and I feel like wow. you, it's great to hear that you teach like a human because mm-hmm. you were always fun. Uncle Ryan to me. And when I heard that fun, uncle Ryan became a teacher, I was like, wait, Oh, he sucks, all man. of my teachers were terrifying. How is fun? Uncle Ryan like <laughs> this, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, and I love you know. I appreciate that. Now that we get to chat all the time about but teaching, it's, it's also fun. if I could say um, awesome. I, and I confess, I have I was saying earlier, I have not caught up on your episodes yet, and the fact that you hit twenty two, I was like, what? Twelve. <laughs> um, listening to the episodes, I think I'm on like episode seven or six or something. Um, listening to you kind of start to rehash your history is so cool because I've I have always admired you. I mean, I really like you know. Um, it's this. It's a, it's a weird thing where sometimes um i got i got another close friend who's a little bit younger than me like eight years younger and he's always like dude you don't you're not that old you know it's mm-hmm. like, dude who cares like being older is not 
when you're older, it doesn't mean you don't admire people who have less experience. Like you see per- people occur. And I think as we get older, we start realizing like, oh, like I'm living a life and I'm halfway through it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I like know more than anyone else. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm living my life. Um, to- you're a courageous person. The, the, what you know about education already is like, it's like leaps and bounds beyond what I knew. Which could be a reflection of both your personality and our collective emerging consciousness as a mm-hmm. society. Like we're getting better at seeing people, um, and and so it's great to it's great to hear about like your your dance experience. It's great to hear about your hip hop knowledge, your extensive. I love the PD episode. Like I love, yeah, I love, I love, I just love hearing this background, like deep background understanding um, that 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 is that is unique to you. Um, and I love the fact that you're in front of kids. Like I, yeah. to me, like. You know, your whole like, oh, do I be a police officer or do I be a teacher? Like, dude, like being a teacher, like I, I, it, whatever capacity, you would have been an amazing cop too. But like the fact that you're in front of kids is like makes my heart happy. Like mm-hmm. that's that's they deserve kids deserve a joyful experience. My number one value in life is joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I insist on it. Um, and if I'm not having joy, then I have to reflect and be like, why? What's causing me like to not like my job? And I, there are days you don't like your job, but like it's important to back up. You are someone who is joyful. Um, and, and you have an energy and I think your kids, uh, are really, really fortunate to have you. So yeah, thanks for the compliment. And then back yeah. at you too, like, you know, more to come. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. We, <laughs> I, I'm, we talked about uh, 10 years from now, we're listening to this. I'm oh, yeah. interested a year from now, if yeah. any of these <laughs> thoughts will change or adjust. It's July. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. In December, yeah, well, I'm listening to this again be like, man, what was I thinking? It was a summer, it was a summer high. Like yeah. We, things good. are good back in July. Yeah. I hate my students. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Okay. Thank you so much. Let's, let's go get Aunt All Sherry's right. cookies. Let's go hang out. All right. Let's go. Yeah. The All cookies right. are ready. All Thanks, right. y'all. Peace, y'all. Bye.